Welcome to episode 36 of Sutton Like That. This podcast today is titled Being Authentic. So many things happened. I had a 36th birthday. I listened to some great stuff uh, by a man by the name of David Goggins. David Goggins. Shouts out to him and also the Joe Rogan podcast will put me on some great stuff. And I'm going to talk about just being authentic. What I you know, had to go through what I'm going through, but pushing nonetheless. So stay right here. Something like that. Episode 36. Welcome to episode 36 of something like that. Yes, this is episode 36. Wild time does go by fast. This episode is titled being authentic being authentic what's up yeah what's up i gotta talk about being authentic it was just on my mind you know what i mean it's just on my mind um so i had to talk about it but also i want to thank our sponsors i want to thank everybody that's been tuning in everybody that's been you know showing us mad love um that comes in the form of uh, Ramy dixon Ramy dixon thank you so much also i want to thank uh you know someone that i consider a friend now you know what i mean anthony jones anthony jones shouts out to you good fella thank you so much for your lovely and uh generous donations and everybody who's just been showing me love i appreciate y'all man um speaking of showing love i'm gonna have a great podcast you know titled uh coming soon with my uncle um uh, my uncle oz on my zine um you know talking about his life what he been through what he had to go through and how he's doing now um so definitely talking about that so i want to talk about that so appreciate all the love that i've been getting all the support so appreciate everybody for that man thank you so much now this podcast um i'm, I'm just gonna be talking about what i'm going through and just to be um transparent if you will and just give my insight on, you know, how I feel, things that um, I feel are, you know, you know what's going on in my life. And I, and I was inspired because I, I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast. Well, first, let me back up, right? My uncle, shouts out to my uncle Wayne. He said, yo, this is a dude. His name is um, David Goggins. And I'm like, okay. And he just basically summarized, and I'll, you know, summarize it for you if you want to check out the podcast, um, Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, with David Goggins, basically David Goggins, he was like a top Navy SEAL ranger guy, and uh, you know those positions are very tough. You know Navy SEAL rangers, those positions you have to be in shape and you gotta just be damn near crazy at times. But David Goggins' story, um, for those of you that don't know, is basically he was someone who wanted to join the Marines, uh, wanted to fight. And he just wanted to be different. You know, he just wanted to do something with his life. Um, he tried out um, to, he tried to get recruited, but he just couldn't. He was overweight and it just didn't work out. But anyway, long story short, he basically worked his ass off. Um, he was 300 pounds, dropped down, lost a hundred and something pounds, um, joined the um, armed forces for 20 something years. But his journey was crazy, man. He used to like running in like these a hundred mile races and, you know, just what he put his body through and it was just talking about you know how his his journey is being um you know who you are and 
you know how at the, at the you know at the time it was like listen nothing can stop you you know like that's not real you know people keep saying oh what you can and cannot do he's like hey, listen i'm here to tell you that nothing can stop you nothing will stop you if you don't let it and one um you know phrase that was very poignant to me he's like uh you know i want to impact not motivate and he said, because when you impact, people do, you know, when you're impacting and that means that somebody's doing something and that they did it and they're good. When you motivate, you can motivate someone, but they don't never do it. And he also went on to talk about like being authentic, how, you know, he was like this shy meat kid, um, how he won't, you know, uh, how he was just always, you know, being fake and how he was always. I'm trying to be something that he is not. And, you know, just just all of that. And, you know, he was just saying how social media works, you know, and just being this person that everybody he thought everybody wanted him to be, but, you know, really wasn't. So I thought of that, too, man, you know, being 36 years old, living in New Haven, Connecticut, which is a tough place. You know, some people, a lot of friends of mine, man, shouts out, you know, rest in peace to Cheese, my boy Nick, my cousin Brandon, my cousin KB, um, so many others, man, that I know that if they aren't dead, then they were in the penal system, but come where I'm from, a lot of people don't see 25, so this year, I don't know why, but it was just special to me, um, maybe because I had time to reflect because of the pandemic, maybe I had time to reflect because I didn't have school, I didn't have anything that was in my way. I wasn't trying to, you know, look for another job at the time. So I had to, or, well, actually start another job, but that's another story another day. But just being able to reflect on how I really feel and just being authentic. And that's one thing that I really want to express is that, you know, social media and other people have you doing things that you thought you should be doing, but realize that you should not be doing you know i look at social media and the platform in which is you know created is actually a good thing right because you have people who are sharing pictures with family members that they don't see a lot um you get to actually agree on certain things with certain people you get to actually you know be engaged and it's keyword social but comes but there comes a time with social media where people not only being social, but they being uh, too indirect. They're being not social. You know, it's, it's to me, it's not social at all because people are putting this facade that they really not. Now, now listen, I, I will be, you know, lying if I said I don't put on my best stuff to take pictures. Of course I do. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is like. When you're so vain, man, and, you know, even talking to my son, he's like, well, I'm not like everybody else, and I'm not this person, and I'm not that person. I'm saying, of course you're not that person. You are your own self. So you can't say, well, you know, I, I'm not this person, I'm not that person, because you are not that person. You are who you are. And I'm trying to explain this to a 17-year-old um, who is trying to come into his own, you know, shy kid who didn't have a lot of friends. So now he gets friends in high school, then the pandemic happened, so he's back in the shell again. And he's just seeing people living, air quotes, their best life. And he thinks that he's missing out on a lot of stuff. 
And for me, I understand. I get that too, because, you know, I was a person who thought that, hey, this is what I need. This is what I should be doing, you know? And that's not the case at all, because I learned, you know, years ago that people are going to formulate you into what they think you should be. And once you are not who they think you should be, or you aren't, you know, putting yourself into the box that they want you to be in, you are very indisposable. And I say this because not only the kids, but you have a lot of adults who are doing this. You have a lot of people who are afraid to just being real. Like, listen, this is who you are. So be that person. This is who you're supposed to be. So please be that individual. And a lot of people don't know how to be like that. And I watch and I watch because you know why? That was me. I was that person. I had an alter ego. I was Sutton. My, you know, my whole name is Marquette Sutton. But Sutton was someone who I thought was a badass person. Somewhat Sutton was a person who I thought was um, invincible because Marquette wasn't working for me. Marquette was the meek, shy kid who always, you know, got walked upon. But Sutton was a person, when I became 21, I said, I'm not going to be Marquette no more. I'm going to be Sutton, and I'm going to think I'm the shit. I was working at a job, and it was so funny because a kid seen my arm, and he didn't know how to tattoo. And on my left arm, I got a tattoo. Um, I was just hurting, so I was like, let me just get a tattoo, and just to hide the pain, I just wanted to do something new. I had braids at the time. I did a big chop. I just, I was just trying to find myself. So he asked me, he said, Yo, what does Sutton stand for? Now, I could have said, listen, that's my last name, but I had already told him that. But I just wanted to be funny, and Drake had the time, uh, Drake at the time, he had a song, um, and, and and in the song, it said, Drake stands for do right and kill everything. So I'm sitting there, and it was like within, I don't know, two or three seconds, he said, what does Sutton stand for? And I said, you know, my, my name is spelled S-U-T-T-O-N, just to give you a feel of, you know, what I'm talking about. And I said, you know, Sutton is a past I don't want to talk about. So I made this whole story like, yeah, you know, you know, Sutton is a person that I don't like to talk about because he's real, you know, he, you know, he really bought that life and he, you know, he in the streets, yada, 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 boom, 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 boom. And, you know, and I gave him all this, you know, BS story, whatever. Yeah, Cause you know, I just wanted to have fun with the kid. Right. So in the midst of doing that, he said, what does Sutton stand for? And I said, Sutton stand for straight up thugging, taking out niggas. Now I was just joking. And my coworkers knew I was joking. They knew my real name. But I just wanted to joke with the kid. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's what I stand for, whatever. But around that time, I really thought, you know, Sutton was my alter ego. And I would tell people, call me Sutton. Don't call me Marquette because I didn't like people to call me Marquette. Because one, you know, Marquette at the time for me represented like just a nice person. You know, Marquette was a nice, by day, cool, calm, hey, how's it going? Sutton was the, you know, late night, I see you when I see you. That was a persona in which I became. And that straight up thugging, taking out niggas, I felt like, yo, that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm straight up thugging, you know, meaning like thugging is doing anything you want. You know what I mean? I wasn't killing nobody, I wasn't hurting nobody, but I just, you know, I, I, I was I was doing a lot of stuff that, um, misogynistic things, you know, of that nature and just not killing, caring about people feeling. So I was hurting people, but not in the sense of physical, but more emotional. And 
you know, I had my braids and I just always wanted to be different. So I was different. You know, I was this tough guy in my head and I was just putting into this persona of what I thought was going to make me seem like everybody else. You know, I had gained weight. So I was, you know, working a state job and I just thought I was just shit. You know, I was just like, hey, this is who I am. Yo, listen, you know, I'm I'm a man, you know, like this is what men do. And, you know, how, how are you going to tell me? Not to be who I am because I'm taking care of my family. I'm saving some, a little bit of money at a time, but I thought it was a lot, but it wasn't. Um, some money. And I'm out here living my best life. So leave me alone. Right? Leave me alone. I do what I want to do. And I really thought this shit. Like, I really thought that I was this fucking punk. You know, I don't want to say gangster because I know I wasn't in the gang, but I was just this... Uh, this lady lover, this player, this pimp. I could talk myself out of anything. And I just and I just felt invincible. You know what I mean? I felt invincible. I could do what I want to do because, you know, according to how I was raised, you take care of your family, pay your bills, everybody good. You could do whatever the fuck you want to do. And it was cool because I didn't have a lot of issues with people. You know, I, I was I was a cool guy. I was a man. Uh, about principle, which I still am. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a man about principle. Um, I am the type of person that I'm cool, I'm calm. But once you cross my path, then we're going to have an issue. Now, I ain't going to kill nobody, I ain't going to pop nobody, but I'm, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to play no fake friend shit. I'm not going to shake your hand. You're going to know I don't like you because that's just how I roll. That's just how I am. So ain't no need for us to be sitting here lightly gagging and acting like we cool and we ain't cool. Now, if we at work, and if I got to work with you, we're going to do our job. We're going to go our way. I'm going to go my way. We're going to keep moving like that. And that's just how I roll. You know, that's just that's just how it was. But for me, it was, you know, being at a time where I was just so lost. You know, I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know what I uh, should do. I didn't know what I needed. So I just left the state. You know, I just left. I said, hey, I'm going to Texas. Um, you know, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, i see y'all later. You know, I just wanted something new. But in doing and wanting something new, I still was the same empty person. Like, I didn't have enough closure in my life. I didn't understand why I was this way. I didn't understand why I felt so empty. There were things that were going on in my life, relationships, um, stuff that I had going on that made me feel this way, but I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know how to put it together, piece it together. And it really wasn't until, I'm going to say, I don't know, like three, four years that, three, four, let me see. Yeah, probably when I got back. 2012, that's when I realized like, hey, this is why I'm, uh, I, I feel this way. But I didn't address it still until maybe about, two years ago, that's when I really was like, yo, this is, I got to do something. And I decided to just be who I am, man, you know, and just to be real, you know, because for me, I did what I wanted to do. And I made excuses for why I did that. You know, I, on the outside was good on, looked good on paper. You know, I, I was a good guy, you know, not bad, took care of my family, the same, same, same bullshit. But it's, but again, I still wanted to be that person that I thought people were like. I still wanted to be who I wanted to be. I still wanted to be uh, a person that wasn't real in the sense of 
yo, you got shit that you need to face. And that's when I finally faced it, you know, being in a relationship. I was like, oh, shit, like, this is real. Like, I, I, I didn't know that I'm supposed to care about people like this. I didn't know I was supposed to really, you know, give people my all. I didn't understand that. I didn't know how to love because I was so afraid that if I love somebody, then they're going to hurt me, take advantage of me. And boom, I'm going to be a hurt, scarred person. But what I didn't realize was that I was... It was a cycle, you know, like I knew it. And here's the kicker. You know, I work in mental health, you know, and I'm telling people to fix their problems. But I'm sitting here, you know, being the one who was doing the hurting and who wasn't facing his own damn problems. You know, like in life, you know, we can tell everybody, yo, sit down, you know, don't say this, don't say that. But now when it's time for us to get advice, what do we do? We clamor. We don't say anything. We just run this course and we just look at life and be like, oh, well, that's them, not me. So watching and listening to this David Goggins thing, uh, podcast, I'm going to say thing. Let, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with guest David Goggins, I realized that, yo, that was me. Like I wasn't being authentic. And for me, I'm able to decipher social media because I came during the time where you had to be social. I came during a time where if you had a problem with somebody, you say it to their face out of respect, whether they like you or not. Because back in the day, you know, we had the phone. You call somebody up, somebody talk shit, somebody on the phone. Like, yeah, say that to my face. What you guys say now? And you're like, no, but, uh, uh-uh. But I was always the type of person that I would never say nothing um, to someone else or over the phone that I wouldn't be able to say to you in your face. So if I knew that if it was so hurtful that I can't say it to your face, then I was not going to say it because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. You know, so... I was very conscious and and uh, very cautious of what I said because I don't like to hurt people's feelings, but also not only that, but I also wanted to be able to be a man of my word. So if if I said I got a problem with you, I wanted you to know why I have a problem with you. I want you to understand, you know, what the issue is. So that way you can decide, hey, I'm still going to rock with him. Or I'm going over here and... He gonna do his own thing, and we just not gonna talk. And that's cool, you know. If you don't like me, that's fine. I don't. I don't have no problem with that. But I do have a problem when people put on this persona and act like things are okay, but it's really not. Like that's one. Like I said, I'm not no gangster. I ain't gonna kill you unless you bother my family. But I'm all about talking. If there's a problem, I think that we should have a communication, especially for men, you know. And again, for women too, you know. I, I don't want to be you know, stereotypical and saying women uh, should only behave this way, men should behave this way, and that's that's it. That's the only way. No, because in life we all have choices. We all make. You know, we 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 just are different characters, and that's cool too. But I just feel like if I got a problem with you, I should be able to tell you. You should be able to tell me. You know, social media shouldn't dictate how we should feel about each other or how we think we should feel about each other or you know the uh, media, the news. It should be a real sense of human compassion. Because at the end of the day, once you turn the TV off, the radio, the internet, your phone, tap, computer, whatever you use to communicate, whatever. Once you turn that off, we are still human. We still hurt. We still cry. We still are, are emotional. We laugh. We joke. We are still human. So once all that goes out, I feel that, you know, we should have a moment to ourselves to reflect. 
and you know, shouts out to my brother Lamont, and he's big on that. You know, we should have self reflection, and I'm big on self reflection. Like I, I am big on being honest, and like anything, like I'm still work in progress. I'm not here to say I'm perfect. No, you know, people look at me. They said, "Well, you, you know, you got your podcast, and you know, you got your house, you got your job, you got this." I'm still fucking human. At the end of the day, I'm still working on becoming a better person. I will never be 100%. I will never be happy where I am in life all the time because I'm always trying to improve. But one thing that I have learned is in improving to enjoy life and to be thankful for what I have and the journey that I came from. Because a lot of times when you're searching for perfection, you never enjoy it because you want you you are chasing that high. You know, when you look at people who are perfectionists and people who are addicted to drugs, like they're chasing that high, they're chasing that dragon, they're chasing that feeling of being number one and feeling the best. So a lot of people, when they are in this state of euphoria, you know, they're like, oh, this feels so good. So now they always feel like I got to chase it and I can't never stop until I'm there. And sometimes you don't even know what that it is or when you will stop. So you have people who just pushing through life, pushing through life, pushing, pushing, pushing. And I can't stop till I get to the top. I can't stop till I get a lot of money. I can't stop till I become this person that I want to become. And then you're like, okay, well, when will that be? What happens is you push yourself to the point where you lose yourself. You know, you don't, you know, you, you start to become something that you're not. You start to become a person that you said you'll never be. Your family's not knowing who you are anymore. They're not recognizing you. Your friends are looking at you like you're crazy because they're like, yo, I thought we were supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z, but we're not because you're here, you're there, and we're not in the same space anymore, right? And then... You feel that, okay, well, I got to be this, that, and the third. Again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with being better, you know, today than you were yesterday. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, that. And, and, and that's not the problem. But the problem is when people don't acknowledge their success, you have to sit by the poolside and soak it all in and enjoy it sometimes. You have to realize that sometimes... Hey, it's okay. You know, I'm not where I want to be, but I know I'm striving. And that's important because if you try to chase the dragon all the time, you will never find it. You'll be happy, unhappy. Um, you will always feel like it's never enough. And then subsequently, a lot of people, they tend to lose themselves, whether that be um, mentally, the way they look physically, or, you know, God forbid, suicide because they just feel like i'm never happy i'm just an empty vessel and i have all these things but these things that are acquired are not in my vessel so i tend to do things that i shouldn't be doing and people usually you lose their life and that's tragic and sad so with that being said be who you should be if you think that being a painter is who you should be then be that painter if you think that you should do a podcast and, you know, then do that podcast. But people always tell me, yo, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, do it. Let's do that podcast. Yo, that podcast is dope. Let's do it. Let's, let's have fun with it. You know, let's, let's talk about, you know, what you want to talk about because your audience and people that support you, they're going to listen to that podcast. 
they're going to want to hear what you got to say because sometimes your perspective lines with theirs and makes them feel better about how you uh make them feel you know for example like if you if you're talking about a topic that they agree with then they're going to want to talk up you know listen to you more because you're aligning with what they believe and that's fine and but also when you have a podcast you're controlling your own narrative right and i and i, and I tell people that you're controlling your own narrative you're controlling what you feel is right you're controlling how you think things should go and people will listen people like different things you know we are all different human beings we are not monolithic you know we don't all like to listen to uh rap all the time we all don't like to listen to uh you know a podcast about dui uh dyi you know i say dui uh diy or sports some people like to listen to podcasts about nature whatever but again there's always a niche but in that is being authentic and to to do what you like to do like I was talking to my older brother, you know, shout out to my older brother. He was like, you know, bro, you know, you the way you talk, the way you do this, you know, that's, you know, I, I want to do that. And, you know, that's so dope. I said, you taught me that, you know, you taught me that you taught me to be who you are and go out and get something. And he didn't even realize he's like, I did. Yes, you did. My brother was the type of person that if he's seen a female, if she if you think she's cute, he's going up to her and he's talking. to her. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, my name is T. Boom, 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 boom. How you doing? All right, man. Cool. See you later. And I never had that confidence as a young kid. I was like, I wish I can go up to a girl and just talk like that. But him being himself, I took a piece of that and say, what should I do to make it right? How should I be authentic? How should I be real? And we did it. You know what I'm saying? So I told him it's about being yourself. You know your limitations. You know what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing. And you make it work. And that's what it's all about. So so, so for me, I learned to be real. I learned to be, you know, authentic. And that was the thing that I had to understand, you know. And, and it takes some people more time. And again, we, we all are finding ourselves. We all are learning. Like, life to me... The reason why I like doing a podcast because, you know, I'm I'm going to talk about why I do a podcast and, you know, how to start yours. And, you know, I'll go through a series of that. But I enjoy the journey doing a podcast because when podcasts first came out, they were so hard to me. I didn't know about computers like that. And, I, and I'm still learning. I didn't know about technology like that. I didn't know about uh, different things. But the podcast forced me to step outside my comfort zone. Even to this day, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow and I never do it. I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow, but I never do it. But I'm forcing myself to do things that I never thought I can do. And I could think about three things now. And I probably talked about them on a previous podcast. Driving stick shift was one of the hardest things to me, but I got it down. That's because I did a podcast and I said I could do anything. Owning my own business, running, you know, my own numbers and keep being my own bookkeeper. Got it down. I did it. Owning my own home because I... You know, did my podcast. It was a journey. I said I couldn't do it, but I did it. Going back to school uh, to get my master, uh, to get my master's degree and to become a licensed uh, therapist. I did it because the process. And I realized what I wanted to do. I realized what I have fun with, you know, and 
In life, we're going to go through things. We're going to go through different jobs. We're going to go through different relationships. We're going to go through different any everything. And it's all about that energy and that vibe, as people say now. You know, it, it, it is a vibe. You know, because that vibe is off that vibration of life. And if you aren't on the same vibration and if you guys aren't on the same waves, then what's going to happen is you you guys are going to be so distant that you guys are going to lose yourself. You're going to lose yourself and that person, that person is going to lose themselves in you. So being authentic is is really key because you can really hurt yourself or hurt somebody. And I know because that was me. I was hurt. I was, you know, hurt people, hurt people. I didn't know how to be real and say things and do that and still become who I am. But I'm learning and every day is a challenge, but the challenge is accepted. And that's the dope part about it, because when you are being real, you don't have to live with regrets. You might wish you would have did things a tad bit differently, but there's no regrets because you understand everything happened for a reason. I'm, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. So that's why I do what I do. So David Goggins, man, if you don't know who he is, check him out on YouTube, man. This brother is uh, phenomenal. Again, black man. And for me, you know, again, I, I get my inspirations from everywhere. Black, white, green, yellow. But I think for me, being a black man, seeing another black man, it says something. It does something. You know, when white people see white superheroes, it says something. It does something. And I felt so relieved to see someone like this. Again, David Goggins could have been white. I, I don't care about that. But it's an extra added bonus to see, wow, he persevered. And I think that's what a lot of our young black males and black people need to see. Because are we uh, systematically oppressed? Yes, we are. But there's ways that we can come out of it. Will it be hard? Of course it will. But you have to align yourself with like-minded individuals. You have to line yourself up with people who want to win and people who know they can succeed. And that's key. And that's why David Goggins has given me a lot of hope because after I listened to his um, podcast with Joe Rogan, I was like, oh, I got to do more. I got to keep pushing. I got to keep fighting. And I know right now where I'm at in my life is good. Um, it's great, actually. 36 years old at this time, you know, owning things that most people from the inner city would dream, only dream of, would die for. But I know that this is something that's temporary, but it's still beautiful. I'm enjoying it and I'm and I'm smelling roses. When I was at my cookout with my family and friends, and I'm just I'm just so thankful that I'm here. You know, I look at what I have and I look at what has been given to me and what I own. But I know these things are just possessions in life that can come and go. So that's why I'm so thankful because I didn't have these things before, but now I do. So I appreciate the value in which they are in my life. And and that was so beautiful, you know, and, and like I said, and I'm still... Um, happy, exuberated, uh, if that's a word, um, was it exuberated? I'll, I'll look it up. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so ecstatic, man, that I can have these things and still live and 
just enjoying life in this beautiful form in which it is. So I appreciate that so, so much, man. So, so much. And so I'm happy with that. So I wanted to talk about being authentic. And I, and I advise anybody out there that's listening, be who you are. Don't be what people want you to be. Mold your own clay. Mold yourself into what you want to be. Because that vessel is going to be even more powerful once it's shaped by your hands. And when you get that soulmate and you guys shape and mold together, it'll be even better. But in life, we have to do things according to the way things are, our destiny, you know. And whatever your religion is, your spirituality, your higher being, whatever you believe in and, you know, um, substantially uh, subscribe to, you know, life is life is life. And we have to find our own way and be who we are. So with that being said, man, I can go on all day, but I won't. I just had to get that out there, man. And thank you for everybody. Uh, thank you to everybody that's been, you know, so positive. Thank you to everybody that's been um, supportive of me. Thank you so much. So with that being said, thanks again for tuning into another edition of Sutton Like That, episode 36, Being Authentic. Thank you. And remember, be authentic and be you.